Hey, Dark Trio. This is Charles from D.C. First off, congratulations for getting to 100 episodes. Great job to all three of you. I wanted to hear from each of you about your favorite horror movie trailer. I think that mine favorite of all time is probably the one from The Shining, the famous elevator trailer that gave away very little, but certainly is very infamous and is, I think, one of the most uh, famous trailers of all time. Anyway, curious to hear your thoughts. Keep up the great work. Looking forward to hearing the episode. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Charles. I, off the top of my head, there's always one that's just the best for me personally. Um, but I'm not going to say mine because Megan's back. She's going to go first. <laughs> Megan's oh, back. I was Megan's not prepared. Back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my cat yes. is not used to being back either because he is going ham in he this little you. closet. Uh, yeah, he missed this routine, I guess. Um, so this is the first one that came to mind for me was um, the it like. 2017's it and mm-hmm. like the chapter two like something about those trailers were just really good for me like um when you think like oh they're gonna do another stephen king's it how is that gonna be and then the first trailer has like pennywise in the water in the basement and he does that fast twitching thing that yeah. john loves mm-hmm. so much that so was much. really that was really creepy and i was like oh okay so this is not gonna be quite what i thought it was gonna be um and then you know it chapter two you know that i think that the the first trailer that they put out was really just that scene with beverly and the creepy old lady mm-hmm. i think it was yeah, yeah. and like that, that trailer was, was like yeah we're back on this let's do it yeah so, that was my favorite scene of the movie actually yeah it was, was really that good. old it was, lady was just like whew. yeah the how, how that whole thing panned out was was pretty effective so bravo for them to just be like we're gonna show you a scene <laughs> yeah <laughs> works for me how about you Zena? um okay well i'm first i have to say night of the demons 1988 because <laughs> <laughs> i'm obsessed with that movie and i feel like the trailer is a good time but i guess something kind of more modern um lights out from 2016 i really really love oh. that trailer um especially if you've seen the short it's only like three minutes yeah um, but yeah it's a good time i was Originally, I thought Paranormal Activity. Yeah. Because it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Just showing audience reactions was such a smart move that obviously, like we've seen more recently, like Barbarian yeah. uh, doing something similar. But how amazingly, like almost Blair Witch level brilliant to like mm-hmm. do that little twist. Like, how can we draw them in? Don't show the movie, show people reacting to the movie. Like, oh, that's so smart. But. Mm-hmm. I have to say the one that I remember watching and just kind of being captivated by mm-hmm. was the new Candyman. Mm-hmm. The new Candyman where it's just the cutout silhouettes. It is so like beautiful and poignant and tells you the story of Candyman that we already know, but it's done in like just it's just so cool. Like I, after this, I'm probably going to go back and watch it again. <laughs> just the trailer. Just the trailer. I, I mean, I'll, I'll probably I'll watch the movie too. But I love that trailer so much because it's just one of those things. that's like you don't expect to see it. You're just you're showing something new, but delivering it so effectively, and it seems like it's so simple. 
but it's almost like more chilling mm. when you're like looking at the facial reactions of a cutout piece of paper and somehow like you can feel emotions about it. Like what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it's just crazy. Yeah. I loved it. Speaking of things that I love, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting <laughs> Podcast, everyone. The podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to help us discuss the disgusting, you know her as the movie critic for Bloody Disgusting. Horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. I'm back. She's back. She's back. And you know her from YouTube channel and website Real Queen of Horror and her infinite love for the genre. Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. And I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile too. So, Megan, Megan. what's been filling your heart this week, you little jet setter? Tell us everything. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't jet set far. I went to Austin, which is <laughs> not that far from me. Um, but I was there for Fantastic Fest, and I saw mm. lots of stuff, um, but I will keep it brief. I saw a movie that is coming to Hulu on Friday, mm. Hellraiser. Woo! Um, the plot is, you know, young woman struggling with addiction. She comes into possession of a certain puzzle box, unaware what its purpose is, uh, and that it summons Cenobites, a group of sadistic supernatural beings from another dimension. Um, this is David Bruckner, uh, same team behind the night house, same writers, yeah. uh, same director, you know, David Bruckner. Um, I, I, it, I feel like the way that the franchise is, it's, it's a no brainer to call this, you know, one of the best sequels out of the franchise. I mean, because sorry, but it's kind of a low bar <laughs> for, for a lot of that <laughs> franchise. Um, but I, I did really like it. I did. It was not really what i expected i'm not even sure what i expected but um i was surprised by it i absolutely am obsessed with the new cenobites and i uh am extremely obsessed with jamie clayton's hell priest i think that that was a very inspired bit of casting and i am obsessed with what she did in that um but otherwise yeah it's coming out friday so that's all i'll say how much um, of the series did you watch uh not too far past um bloodline i think it was oh no i meant i thought hellraiser was on hulu's a tv series it's a movie it's a I two thought they were doing a tv series you're thinking yeah. of something else um there was a competing hellraiser series announced for i want to say it was like hbo and possibly blumhouse <sighs> but nothing has po popped up from that like i haven't heard any updates on that in a while well, I am going to retract like half the stuff I said last week when I was <laughs> announcing the trailer, since I'm pretty sure I was talking about the TV series of Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah nothing, <laughs> nothing's happened with that in a while. Like, I'm, I don't know if it's in development. I don't know what the situation is, but there were two Hellraiser projects that were announced in close proximity. This is a movie oh, for Hulu. The other was supposed to be, or is supposed to be, a TV series. I can't give any updates because I don't know them. But yeah, totally different thing. Yet another reason why Megan handles the news around here. <laughs> I read good. John just doesn't get it right. <laughs> Aw, you try. A for effort. <laughs> D for execution. Aw. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about was a movie that I absolutely adored. It will be coming out on November 23rd in theaters. It is Bones and All. 
Two outsiders who embark on a thousand-mile odyssey through Ronald Reagan's America. When they discover they cannot outrun their terrifying past, the pair take a final stand to determine whether their love can survive their otherness. That is uh, the kind of official plot synopsis, but it's essentially two eaters. That's what they are called. But they're cannibals, and they Mm. find each other in kind of backwoods Americana in the 80s and fall in love. But it is... um, it is like it's the same people behind this 2018 Suspiria remake. Same writer, same mm-hmm. director. Uh, Timothy Chalamet is um, he leads, and so does Taylor. What is her name? Um, she was she was in the Escape Room movies, the one and two, mm-hmm. as the the mm-hmm. lead puzzle solver. So the two of them are the cannibalistic lovers. It is really really sweet it's a tender story it's not afraid to get gory with the the cannibalism but it's kind of matter of fact about that approach it's really more of like two people finding each other and uh yeah just trying to belong and find kind of a makeshift family and um yeah they just have really gross appetites so i would oh, not, that's all that's all that's all <laughs> you know i i do I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to reading horror stories by unsuspecting audiences who might have mm-hmm. gone into this thinking it was just this grand sweeping coming of age love story and <laughs> and then there's like nom 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 flesh <laughs> Uh, nom 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 because it is it is pretty gory yeah the poster looks really gross so that's exciting i mean i think i would hope that that would let people know hey yeah you never know they're like call (laughs) me by your name and timothy chalamet i didn't go i didn't look up anything else well surprise (laughs) so i don't know but yeah i really really liked it and that will come out in just in time i like that it's coming out like around thanksgiving thanksgiving <laughs> nothing says get your your turkey fix like uh cannibals i think it comes out the day before thanksgiving <laughs> oh that is that's, perfect that's awesome I'm, I'm definitely going to go see it in theaters let's watch that with our families yes <laughs> how about you Zena? uh so i checked out smile in theaters um you guys know what it's about Oh God, I'm I'm so jealous of the movies you watched this week. You had like my ideal week. I'm me too. I actually went to see Smile today. You know, I was going oh, wow. to talk about something else because I rent. Well, I'm not rented. I um had bought like a whole bunch of blind buys. Hmm. You know, um, but yeah. Oh my God. Okay, first off, let me just say that this is the type of horror movie that plays with all your senses. And trigger warning, if you are going to go see this movie um, and say that you're going through something, just beware. That, that's all. Because I felt like um, if you... Okay, that's that would kind of be like a spoiler, won't it? Okay, so while I was there, there were a couple of people who were leaving. Like, I want to say like an hour, hour and a half into the movie. And, you know, I like... I, I mind, mind my business. I'm just watching the movie. Afterwards, I found out why, because one of my friends, he works at the movie theater and he listens. Hey, AJ, he listens. He listens. Um, hey, AJ. Hello. AJ rocks. Uh, they actually left the theater because um, they were going through some stuff and it was hard for this woman to handle it. Mm-hmm. So it was just like and there were more like I said, there were there was more than one person. So, yeah, just a heads up, you know, with that, I avoided trailers for this movie so 
everything that I saw was a complete surprise for me. Mm. And um, it was a surprise. It was unexpected. Um, I just had like a really, like a, a lot of fun with this one. It kept me, I know people say it kept you at the edge of your seat, but it really did. It creeped me out. And it's been a while since I've been like really, really creeped out. So, um, so you hadn't seen the driver's side window scene no. from the trailer? Oh, God, that made nope. me jump in the bar. Well, I was waiting for Barbarian to start. I yeah, didn't see that no, coming. Um, scared the hell out of me. And that's another thing, too, because um, I did kind of, like, post about it. And then I had someone, like, text me, like, oh, well, you know, a friend, he checked out the movie. And he was just saying how, for him, he wasn't really surprised by some of the stuff in the movie because he watched the trailers. I didn't experience that. And hmm. you can live your life, watch trailers, but um, this is that's probably like one of the main reasons why I don't really watch trailers like that anymore, just because I want to be surprised. Like, I'll watch like a teaser, you know, that's cool, but not too much for me. So, but yeah, I, I'll leave it just at that. I just had like a lot of fun with it. Um, yeah, I just heard the synopsis of the movie and I just felt like, you know what, this movie is going to be for me. And yay, it was. I love it. <laughs> yay. <laughs> So uh, the next one is Deadstream. I did see this one uh, previously, and I do feel like this is totally like a John movie. I know that Megan mentioned. I think it Megan before. said the same thing. Yeah. I'm just excited. It is. It's. It's like. It's a really funny movie. Um, it's by this power couple, Joseph and Vanessa Winter. They both wrote and directed this, and Joseph he actually stars in it. It's a lot of fun. I feel like it's perfect for the season. It literally made me laugh out loud. Um, it's gooey. It's outrageous. And I love it. So you just highly need to like check it out. Especially again, like for this season, the spooky season. So yeah, it'll be available on Shutter uh, this Thursday. Tomorrow. Yeah, you better believe I'm watching it on Thursday. <laughs> awesome sauce. So I watched uh, Zena's pick. For last week, Cirque du Freak, The Vampire's Assistant from 2009, which was a renter on VOD. I decided to buy it because it was a dollar more. VOD. <laughs> Teenager Darren meets a mysterious man at a freak show who turns out to be a vampire. After a series of events, Darren must leave his normal life and go on the road with the Cirque du Freak, becoming a creature of the night. All right, do you know why this one? Because it's fun and it's spooky, and you needed <laughs> to see it. Uh, so I bought this one thinking that it'd be something like my daughter would probably like, cause again, it was like three ninety nine to rent or four ninety nine to buy or something. So I was like, why not just buy it? Um, she can watch it again. I'm probably not gonna. Oh, the problem isn't the movie. The problem is the two main characters. What? <laughs> I found them very unlikable. Oh. They, they don't really have redeeming qualities. They're both just really selfish. The whole movie. They're kids. Thank you, Megan. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like, have I not mentioned that I don't like kids? I uh, I think that we have to implement like a bingo. If we're not doing a podcast drinking game, we have to have a bloody disgusting podcast bingo card. And John, John and his unlikable like the kids like, in a movie. Well, no, it's like you and the unlikable. If there's characters that are a bit flawed uh, or great, they are not a bit but... flawed. They are majorly flawed but that's what they are makes the they're movie. teens they are teens. sometimes sometimes that that helps the story because obviously think if they were nice nothing would have happened you know it's not that they were nice what my guess is is because this was a book series mm -hmm. is that something was lost in the translation about their motivations mm -hmm. and what was translated to the screen was probably the actions that took place in the book more or less 
but you don't have the internal dialogue, like what happens with like Stephen King, not saying this is Stephen King, but something along that line. I don't see the characterization. I just see the actions that are leading them from point to point. That all said, I actually really like everyone else in the movie. <laughs> like all the supporting characters, like they're really fascinating. Like I wanted to know more about everyone else mm-hmm. than these two kind of just like full of themselves kids. One was just going to steal stuff, even though he's like a straight A student. Like I didn't understand his motivation. Anyway, I thought it was the supernatural digging into him. It could have been. Again, yeah. I think it was just kind of the loss in the translation. I think the bigger thing that kind of irked me is the fact that it's basically just set up to set up a sequel. I think that yeah, was like we... the era that that always uh-huh. happened. Yeah, like it's piggybacking on off of like Hunger Games yeah, and like exactly. Maze Runner thinking, oh, we're going to totally be a sequel. And then we sadly didn't get it. And I waited and I really wanted one. Badly. Yeah. So I was thinking and I, th- I was thinking about it a lot. And I think it's just one of those things where maybe it was very much like the book. I have no idea. Someone who's listening who's read the book and saw the movie, maybe you have a better understanding of this. So maybe it ends a lot like the book does. I just wish movies didn't do that. I wish movies made a movie that can be a standalone that just leave room for the next thing to happen. But this was so like slam the door, like this will have to wait for later. Mm. It was, it was like jarring for me. And I think that's probably part of the carry through how I was feeling like, well, I'm never going to know. Unless I read Unless the book. Unless you read the book. Yeah. And we all know how bad I am at finishing books. <laughs> but it's probably like a middle school yeah, book series. So short. you can read it with your kids. Halloween. At yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it's getting there. Um, like, yeah. So I think it was just kind of that. It, it was like, maybe, and maybe it's just the teenage boy aspect of it. Like, I'm kind of resentful that I was a teenage boy. So... <laughs> Me watching too. that on Me the big too. screen and yeah <laughs> a lot of the listeners a lot of people who have heard my voice in general over the years are probably oh, like yeah more resentful no. because it all drove me to this and i need voice yeah. record too bad voice recordings wasn't a thing you get you have such a low like movie guy voice when you do the descriptions i want to know what puberty john sounded like <laughs> oh i was still talking to my <laughs> I was still talking to myself back then, uh-huh. and I still do that Nothing's on occasion. Nothing's changed. Uh-huh. Every once in a while, uh-huh. just voice really cracks on. Now we got it. We we're gonna have to have all of these things. We bingo card. <laughs> we're gonna have to have one of those voice boxes that it's like I want. 30s private eye john i want deep movie guy john i want puberty john the voice cracking puberty john's probably my favorite (laughs) i think uh it was not my favorite you hated it uh i i don't remember it fondly that's for sure and yeah like the movie i just think they could have just done a little bit more for the characters to feel not necessarily endearing but they kind of just provided exposition for their actions. It was a lot of telling, not showing. And I think that they could have done a little bit more with that. So it kind of pulled me out. But like I said, I, I really like John C. Riley. I really yeah. like the supporting cast, like across the board. I want to see like more of them. Like I'm happy to see an anthology series of their stories. I want a pet spider mm-hmm. like that. Me too. And I don't even like spiders. That says a lot. Yeah. You don't like, yeah. That's a big statement I from know. Zena. Oops. Didn't see that on the bingo card. Pretty. Zena likes a spider. Yeah, no, Zena hates spiders is the, the bingo do. slot. 
But no worries, Sean. I think I might have a better one for you this week. Well, you better. <laughs> Four dollars, Zena. Well, Four. you'll have the, the memories. <laughs> I'll 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 probably watch it again with my daughter. I think she'll probably be pretty okay. entertained by it. If if she hates it, don't tell her it was me. She really liked Hocus Pocus too. We watched that over the weekend, so she'll be, be excited. We bought her a little Sanderson Sisters journal Aww. at Spirit of Halloween the other day. She was very excited. Very cute. And then I watched 2019's The Char Man on Tubi. Two friends visit fire-ravaged Ojai, California, intent on making a fake documentary about the infamous Ojai vampire. However, things take a bizarre and frightening turn when they learn about a different local legend, the Charman. So this is a phone footage movie that is actually the second time I watched it. And the first time I watched it, I don't think I really got what I was watching at first. I really, really, really like this movie because it's set up as a mockumentary mm-hmm. that kind of turns on itself. But it's really funny. Like, the interactions between the two main characters, like, they both have their unlikable moments, but their interactions with each other are so kind of, like, charming and funny and believable and, like, eccentric. Like, there's a scene where, like, a doll gets thrown off a bridge, and I'm not going to dig into it. Go watch it yourself. And the one guy gets (laughs) so mad that this guy threw his doll off the bridge. He doesn't even have words. He just gets like chest to chest with him, like right in his face. And it feels so authentic of someone who's just so mad that he can't find words. There's just some really great performances. And then all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, like it turns like super spooky. Like, and it has some like really classic, like found footage type scares and things like that. It's really, really simple concept but it was just executed really well and it was really carried by like i thought two really enjoyable actors like people who can be unlikable at times but that's fine because we're all unlikable at times oh yeah it's if you have a personality to support those unlikable things as opposed to your personality being unlikable is being unlikable something like that it made sense in my head that's all that matters (laughs) Okay. So I, I recommend it. It's kind of, I never really hear anyone talk about the Charman. Um, it's on Tubi. I feel like it's been on Tubi for a long time. I really like it. I think it's a, worth a watch. I don't even know if it's a full hour and a half, but I think it's a pretty fun found footage movie that's out there. And a quick announcement for everybody. We, again, we did not forget about doing a live show. We are doing a live YouTube show and we're going to record it and we're going to do it on the 17th. I know normally our episodes are released on Wednesdays, but we record on Mondays. So not next week, but the week after we will be doing a live YouTube show and we will provide all the details on our social media accounts. So if you actually want to watch us live and comment and things like that, otherwise it will be recorded and it will exist for future viewing. Yay. Yeah. Oh, and Creepy's doing a live show. I feel like I, I'm, I've been meaning to like say that for the last few weeks. Aww. So if you live in the Chicago area and you're interested in seeing a live show of Creepy, Scare You to Sleep, and the SCP Archives, I'll, uh, I'll post a link in the show notes where you can buy tickets. Nice. At the Ooh, Music cool. Box Theater in November. Wow, yeah. fancy. I know. I know. I'm not scared at all to do a live show. <laughs> you got See, maybe this. YouTube will be my practice. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, you'll be great. People get to see my closet here and then yeah. they just see me in person in Chicago. There you go. Closet. Goals. Well, yeah. All right. 
<laughs> Big announcements. All right. So what did we watch and how did we watch it? I watched uh, I watched Hulu. I watched Hulu. I watched Hellraiser, which is coming to Hulu on Friday. And I watched Bones and All, which will be in theaters uh, just in time for Thanksgiving. I like yes. Cannibal Turkey Day. <laughs> I checked out Smile in theaters, and I also checked out Deadstream, which will be available this Thursday on Shutter. And I watched Cirque du Freak, the Vampire's Assistant on VO Day, and The Charman on Tubi. And we are doing our live show on YouTube on October 17th. And Creepy has a live show November 10th in Chicago. Mm. <sighs> That's lots of stuff. Okay. So I'm only going to take one homework for this week. Okay. Uh, Megan, no, you can go. Actually, I'm stressed. It, no, actually, I can take two. Because I'll watch Deadstream, but I'm not going to talk about it since you've both talked about it. I think you should I think you should at least pop, pipe in to see if it's Dark Trio approved. Yes, I will okay. for sure do that. I, I mean, it's going to be, like a, but... I won't do a synopsis or anything like that, but I will at least acknowledge that I watched it and preemptively say that I really enjoyed it. You can do a synopsis if you do Puberty John voice. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Yay, we all win. Uh, no. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Uh, okay, wait, so who who's assigning first, then? Megan can. Two. I'm nervous like a bird. <laughs> oh, um, shoot. I have two potential ones. No readers. <laughs> You're going to read all the books. I'm sending you to the library after this month. No. Um, I mean, no foreign language films. I know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Don't worry. I'm trying to decide if I should give you character... Uh, like a, a movie that I liked, but you could potentially have problems with character likability, but it's new or a vibey classic. I feel like I've fooled you guys with that one before yeah, where you thought I was really going to dislike a character and then I didn't. Well, there's there's also subject matter why. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to do it, though. I'm going to rip that Band-Aid off since <sighs> you're going to be on Shutter anyways. Uh, I do want you to watch Sissy. <gasps> oh, which oh, Zena watched last I week. Love- that movie. All right. Gonna watch Sissy. <laughs> Under his breath, <laughs> Sissy. All right, Sissy. Zena, what do you got for me? Okay, well, uh, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering if you've seen this before. Have you seen Once Bitten? The Jim Carrey vampire mm-hmm. movie? I have. Oh, a long time ago. Okay, well, yeah. maybe you should watch it again. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to give you something fun. Okay, oh. have you checked out Fresh yet? On Fresh. Hulu? Uh, no. Is it new? It I came mean, out this, this year. year. Yeah. I have not. Okay. It is on Hulu. Fresh. All right. On Yippee Kaye. I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's just going with your feeling. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's accurate in the news this week, what's, Megan? What's accurate? I love that. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I mean, tis the season, right? It's it's Halloween season, so it's fitting that this news comes right at the beginning of October. Um, I think we've all been waiting years now at this point for Michael Doherty's Halloween horror anthology, Trick or Treat to get a sequel um and it's only becoming more and more popular throughout the years too no sequel but you can go to halloween spirit halloween store and find all of the merch like it's insane yeah so i think they're finally getting a clue um beyond fest (laughs) is happening right now in la it's a horror film festival and so there was a screening there of trick-or-treat where michael doherty announced during that screening that trick-or-treat 2 is an active development uh, he's working with Legendary on the planned sequel, and he made sure to specifically mention that it's not greenlit yet, um, but it's in very active development. So they are currently, I'm, they're, I guess, finding a concrete blueprint and go from there. So it's not the first time that plans have been announced, but this seems more in the right step. Uh, so yeah, hopefully that means that an actual official green light is coming soon sooner rather than later i don't understand why it hasn't at this point um and on a related note trick-or-treat is being released into theaters uh, into regal theaters on october 6th and uh amc theater locations beginning october 21st all of these are positive signs that uh this might actually stick this time so it's the first time that the film is actually released wide in theaters because it was like a direct-to-video release um, after mm. sitting on the shelves for a while back in 2009. Um, so yeah, I think at this point, you're probably already familiar. I won't tell you what the plot synopsis is. And if you're not familiar, just go watch it. Treat yourself. Trick or treat yourself. Yeah. And keeping <laughs> keeping with the sequel news, uh, Valak returns in The Nun 2 from director Michael Chavs. Uh, he did The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, and Curse of La Llorona. Uh, writer Akila Cooper, who was behind Malignant, is the she's scripting The Nun 2. Um, it was mm. announced that Thaisa Farmiga will be back. So Fa- Farmiga played Sister Irene in The Nun, and she's going to be reprising her character in the sequel. Um, surprise, surprise. Nice. Bonnie Aarons is also back as Valak. I feel like that's the the important part there. Uh, Storm Reed, who uh, I believe Storm Reed was in The Invisible Man, like Lee Wan L's Invisible Man. She's been cast uh, as the lead of the upcoming sequel. Uh, it will arrive in theaters on September 8, 2023. So not that far. Uh, the official plot synopsis for the sequel is it's 1956, France, a priest is murdered. An evil is spreading. The sequel to the worldwide smash hit The Nun follows Sister Irene as she once again comes to face comes face to face with the demon demonic force Valak, the demon nun. Mouthful words. Um, yeah. So if you're like worldwide smash hit, 
I should remind you that The Nun scared up a whopping $365 million worldwide at the box office. Yeah, it is. It was a smash hit. Um, So, yeah, I feel like that pretty much guaranteed we would have a sequel. And here we are. Um, And then shifting gears from movie news to TV news, because I feel like TV horror gets uh, overlooked I don't know why. There's a lot of good horror TV. Um, But AMC Networks, they've opened up the writer's room for two planned horror shows for AMC Plus, which are titled Seconds and The Devil in Silver. They are being developed under AMC Networks' established scripts-to-series model, which involves opening writer's rooms to develop prospective shows, including generating multiple scripts for straight-to-series consideration. Um, Seconds is actually a reimagining of a John Frankenheimer movie from 1966, which starred Rock Hudson and centered on plastic surgery. Uh, it's said to be a radical reimagining of the cult classic with a female lead at its center. And, uh, the other one is The Devil in Silver. It's being billed as a psychological horror story, and it's envisioned as the first installment in a potential anthology franchise. It's from uh, Victor Laval. He's the creator, creator, executive producer of The Devil in Silver, based on his own novel. Uh, I think Victor Laval is like, was, wasn't he, you know, you watched the um, horror noir, it was like an anthology series, right? Or mm-hmm. anthology movie. Didn't he have a story in that or am I misremembering? I think that he did. They were, I'm sorry, I, I did. I watched it like a while ago. It was supposed it's, to be a it's movie. It's been a while. Then, well, it was a movie, but it was supposed to be a series, but they just put it all together. Yeah, I think he, or at least maybe one of his books was adapted, I think. I'll double check myself later but yeah season one is supposed to tell the story of pepper a working class man from queens who through a combination of bad luck and bad temper finds himself wrongfully committed to a psychiatric hospital there he must contend with other patients doctors who harbor dark secrets of their own and perhaps even a true and more terrifying evil so that one sounds fun so yeah sounds a lot of fun that one sounds fun and all right listeners your turn do you think more nun-based movies deserve sequels? Nunsploitation! Yeah. <laughs> nunsploitation. Does Puberty John make you feel as uncomfortable as he did me? <laughs> you can call or text us at 224-475-1040. The number's in the show notes, too, or feel free to email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Xena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Xena, is there anything appearing soon that we should be watching? <laughs> we have we have so much stuff coming our way, but Bloody Disgusting TV is always available for you as well as Screenbox. So, coming on the 5th today, when this episode's released, uh, Mr. Harrigan's phone will be hitting Netflix, a boy and an aging billionaire bond over books in their first iPhones. But when the older man passes, the mysterious connection refuses to die. Oh, no. Oh, um, and then <laughs> Thursday the 6th, we have Deadstream coming to Shudder. We also have Terrifier 2 hitting theaters. You want to get bloody besides with us? Here you go. Then on Friday, we have Hellraiser hitting Hulu. We have The Midnight Club hitting Netflix. There are 10 episodes coming our way. We also have The Visitor. It'll be available on digital plus VOD. We have Significant Other. That one will be hitting Paramount Plus. We also have Possession. There's a lot of movies with that title, <laughs> uh, but yeah. this one, <laughs> uh, this one, a priest has been tasked with deciding the location of a church for the local mining company, which reveals itself to be on top of an old Sammy burial ground. Uh, after removing the remains, the dead come alive and haunt the settlers. Then we also have Don't Look at the Demon. This one will be available in limited theaters where a team of paranormal investigators head for the highlands of the Fraser 
Fraser's Hill, Malaysia to probe a series of alleged disturbances at a house with a dark past. Mm -hmm. Then on Saturday, the 8th, Bring It On, Chair or Die will be available on Sci-Fi. So hey, there's a Bring It On movie I can get behind. <laughs> bring It On, John. Oh, I should have recommended. Okay, no. Anyway, going on. Moving on. <laughs> Too late. You like you like slashers in Halloween? Then you can check that one out. And then on Tuesday, the 11th, we have the modern creature feature, Grim Cuddy. This one will be hitting Hulu. A suburban teen girl and her little brother must stop a terrifying internet meme brought to life by hysteria of their parents. Then we also have Spirit Halloween. The movie will be available on VOD. When the Halloween store hope opens, um, three friends think, oh yeah, we're we're too big for Halloween, but then they end up spending the night and then things get crazy and they have to try to survive. And this one, it isn't new, but it's going to be fun. Dracula season one will be available on Shudder. So this one will be joining seasons two through four. Um, if you didn't know, the Boulay brothers host a competition of drag performers. It's a good time. I love the music, the dancing, the design. It's everything. Then we have Deep Fear. This one will be hitting Screenbox and VOD. It takes place in Paris, the 80s. Three students decide to celebrate their graduation with a visit to Paris in the catacombs when they discover the legendary 17... 717 bunker little do they know it's not only it's not the only thing nazi soldiers have left behind then the last thing we have crate this one will be available on vod children are left at their grandmother's house without their smartphones real life seems boring until they find instructions for crat a social uh, i was going to say a social media media magical man a magical creature who will do whatever its master say all they need now is to buy a soul from the devil dun 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 Oh, and just in case, if you miss anything at this point, just live your spooky life. Choose and do what you want. It's here now. Thank you. Go Goodbye. watch Hell House LLC. Or that. <laughs> and that's a Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at LovelyZena on Twitter. And you can hear me in my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Bloody Disgusting.